Welcome to day 105 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I wanted to share a highlight from our readings which can be found in Psalms 56, Psalm 120, Psalm 140, Psalm 141, and Psalm 142, with a focus on Psalm 141. O Lord, I call upon you. Hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. Let my prayers be counted as incense before you and the lifting of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. Do not let my heart incline to any evil, to busy myself with wicked deeds in company with men who work iniquity, and let me not eat of their delicacies. Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil for my head. Let my hand not refuse it. Yet my prayer is constantly against their evil deeds. When their judges are thrown over the cliff, then they shall hear my words, for they are pleasant. As when one plows and breaks up the earth, so shall our bones be scattered at the mouth of Shal. But my eyes are towards you, O God, my Lord. In you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. Keep me from the trap that they have laid for me and from the snares of evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by safely. It's a fantastic psalm from David. Well, one, first and foremost, he's addressing wickedness, uh, both that which is coming against him and that which he hopes not to find in his own heart and in his own life. And this is wonderful because David isn't saying, hey, I'm completely incapable of doing anything wrong. In fact, quite the opposite. He's saying, Lord, protect me from any wickedness that might come up from within or from without. Don't let me fall into the same traps. Don't let me. And if I do, I I think one of my favorite verses is he said, let the righteous rebuke me. It is a kindness, or let him strike me. Let him rebuke me. It is oil for my head. Let my head not refuse it. Which is funny, there's actually a couple of verses in uh, this passage or in the psalm that are echoed again in Proverbs, which largely are written by David's son, Solomon, considered the wisest man in the world. And so what we see here is David, in his heart of worship, as he seeks to draw close to God, we see that, you know, that secret wisdom of the Lord pouring out of his own heart, which later will, will have affirmed from Solomon See, it's actually a great kindness when we are corrected. And that that can be really hard. When someone comes up and says, hey, you messed up. Hey, you've really missed the mark here. It means often that they care enough about you to let you know. Now, that being said, uh, we've got to be careful because... There are, there are people out there who are going to just look for people to rebuke or correct. Uh, and sometimes what they're saying might actually have nothing to do with you. Or they may have completely missed the mark. It's one of those reasons why you know, God has put over us uh, people who can speak into our lives. And sometimes it's close friends. Sometimes it's leaders who have uh, been in the word and in the spirit. There are times where God will call someone who might not know us very well to speak truth into our lives. I know one time I was at a summer camp and someone I had no idea, I didn't know him from Adam, came over and spoke truth into some of the nonsense that I was speaking. 
another time when I was in Bible college, I was running around the dorms spouting some useless song. I can't even remember what it was, but the, the lyrics were absolute trash. And I had uh, an older gentleman who was in my class pull me into his room quite abruptly. <laughs> and he laid it down. And normally, you know, when we're rebuked or corrected, we can have our back up against the wall. Now, in both cases, uh, I, I wept because it spoke to my soul. And I knew that both of them were right. Now, one of them, like I said, I didn't know. But the words that they spoke were so clearly from God because God had already been speaking to my conscience. And the other person just knew me really well. And he had invested the friendship to uh, <laughs> take me to task and call me to a higher standard. And David here is, is really saying something quite similar. You know, it's a good thing when, when I'm rebuked for the right reasons. It's actually an anointing for my head. It's oil for my head. Let me not run away from it. But the other thing here that we see is that David is also rebuking outward wickedness and those who would come against him, very much looking for God to vindicate him and to be his justice. And we, we see multiple times where God asks, or sorry, not God, David asks God to vindicate him, to be the one who delivers justice. And sometimes the, the imagery he uses, you're like, whoa, that's, that's some violence you're asking God to bring down. And yet at the end of this psalm, we see another uh, echo that we'll find again in Proverbs, which is, let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by safely. We'll read that again in, in one of the early Proverbs. It's, it's encouraging, it's a good reminder to us that eventually evil gets its own comeuppance, and usually by its own hands. Sometimes we want to go and vindicate ourselves, and when we leave it with God, a lot can shift. In fact, tomorrow's readings, we're going to be talking about David being rebuked, but also being reminded to let God vindicate him. It's, it's quite fantastic. May we be open to being corrected by those when we know it's coming from God. And, and maybe from the people that love us as well. May we be open to it and not hard against it because when it's spoken out of love, it really is just to bring us closer to who God wants us to be, and it's because people care about us. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight, and until then, be blessed.